Hello, and welcome to my Sober Militia podcast. Today's episode is called Label Free Sobriety. Continued, part one. The last couple of blogs I've written focused on some words that are pretty predominant in the sober community, including the word sober. The words I am choosing to focus on have a purpose in our daily language because they do accurately define certain aspects of the condition of alcoholism. We cannot help but use them when talking in depth about alcohol and alcoholism. We can, however, help in what context we choose to use them. If I am someone who believes a particular label defines me and I choose to refer to myself with that label, it is my right and perfectly okay to label myself in that way. When referring to alcohol and alcoholism as an idea, it makes sense to use the words we all know in reference to the condition. The context in which I believe we should all be careful is when we choose words to describe others. While the idea of living as an addict may sit well with you, it may not with someone else. Someone may take pride in calling themselves sober, but another may see sober as a negative label. The word alcoholic may remind you of who you are and what you are doing, but it may affect the person standing next to you in a completely different way. We are all on the same team here, so let's be aware and empathetic toward our fellow community members. Remember, support is truly the catalyst for successful sobriety. Rather than spend too much time talking about each label as individual blogs, I thought I would wrap up this series by talking about them as a whole. I have been reading a lot about core beliefs, positive self-talk, and mindfulness. The one overwhelmingly consistent theme I keep hearing revolves around the words and beliefs we choose to define ourselves. They are important. In fact, they are everything. The words themselves have their own effect on our psyche. But what is truly remarkable about this idea is why we choose to use the words we use to describe and consequently feel about ourselves. There is a deeper meaning behind the choices we make, and that meaning plays a predominant role in the outcome of our lives. I will break down a few of the labels I feel are destructive for our successful sobriety. And remember, if they do not apply to you, please disregard. My motivation here is not to change the way you think about yourself or your journey. If what you are doing is working for you, then don't change a thing, and congratulations. My motivation here is to offer a few options to those less certain about where they stand in regard to the labels they are involuntarily subjected to once they begin their journey into sobriety. My motivation here is to suggest there are other ways to look at ourselves and our conditions. My motivation here is to show how the perception I hold of myself has changed as a result of my choosing to shift my focus away from the negative. My motivation here is to simply offer some positivity to those less grounded and certain of their path. Let's take a look at a few more common labels associated with quitting alcohol. Recovery. The actual definition is as follows. Noun, a return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. In the alcohol-free community, it refers to the time after one chooses to and begins enacting the cessation of alcohol or other substances. In the beginning stages of this process, 
I do not believe or have a problem with the use of the word recovery to describe our state of being. When we first quit drinking or using, events take place that suggest our body and minds are truly in recovery as a result of the slow dissipation of the poison from our bodies. We have physical and mental withdrawals that feel like the end of the world. At what point, though, do we actually recover? Research shows that the time it takes to rid ourselves of the negative effects of alcohol ranges from a couple of days to a couple of weeks. Once we are free from the chemical and the withdrawals subside, we are said to be in recovery. This is the point where I find the use of the word recovery to be subjective. Some beliefs suggest a person is in recovery from alcohol forever. Looking back at the definition of the word, I believe a person's recovery is wholly up to the individual person. A return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. While cravings for some may persist individually, if I am consistently and continually choosing not to use, I believe I am recovered. Cravings after a short period are 100% mental. They are made up by me and it is my choice whether or not I give in to them. There are times when I want to eat an entire bag of Doritos. This does not suggest I have an eating disorder. If I believe after 30 days I am recovered from drinking because I am making the right choices surrounding my chemical of choice, then I believe I am recovered. If it takes six months to gain the confidence to feel recovered from alcohol, then it takes six months. The point is this. Each time I say I am in recovery, I am suggesting and reminding myself I have a problem with alcohol. When I stop using that word to describe myself, I am then suggesting and reminding myself I had a problem with alcohol. There is a myriad of evidence out there suggesting we are what we say and believe. If I believe I am in recovery, I am in recovery. If I believe I am recovered, I am recovered. Disease. If ever there was a controversial topic, the topic of whether or not alcoholism is a disease is certainly one of them. In 1956, the American Medical Association decided alcoholism was a disease. Interestingly, over 60 years later, the topic is still up for debate. Depending on who you talk to, there are many relevant and credible reasons for this uncertainty. One suggests that there is a difference between disease and disorder. Another suggests that alcoholism is a choice. It doesn't really matter why people are still arguing over the topic. What really matters is what you believe and how your belief affects your ability to abstain from alcohol. I don't know about you, but I am perfectly happy going through my entire life never having to use the word disease to describe myself or my health. It is one of the most negative words we use to describe something. Definition. Noun. Any harmful, depraved, or morbid condition as of the mind or society. Does this definition technically fit the idea of alcoholism? Yes, I can certainly concede to that. But the question I am posing is whether or not we have to or need to use the word to refer to our individual condition. I do not believe it is helpful, and here's why. I believe the word disease automatically and voluntarily conjures up images and meanings associated with illness, decay, and even death. 
These are not images or meanings I want in my head when defining my personal journey. Was there a time when these images and meanings more accurately defined my condition? Sure, but they do no longer. I am proud and happy to exclaim that enthusiastically. Again, if this word fits you and your journey, more power to you. Rather than bore you with my personal thoughts surrounding this, I will offer a passage from baldwinresearch.com from 2002. Alcoholism, a disease of speculation, as something to consider. Please disregard this if it doesn't sit well with you or ponder on it further if it does. Quote, some critics of the disease model argue alcoholism still involves choice, not total loss of control and stripping alcohol abusers of their choice by applying the disease concept is a threat to the health of the individual. The disease concept gives the substance abuser an excuse. The disease cannot be cured by force of will. Therefore, adding a medical label transfers the responsibility from the abuser to caregivers. Inevitably, the abusers become unwilling victims, and just as inevitably, they take on that role. They argue that the disease theory of alcoholism exists only to benefit the professionals and governmental agencies responsible for providing recovery services, and the disease model has not offered a solution for those attempting to stop abuse, control, and alcohol abuse." End quote. Unfortunately, there is no decisive agreement either way whether or not alcoholism is a disease, so in a way, it is ultimately up to you. If I believe global warming is happening and I take steps to help lessen its effect on the world, it doesn't really matter if you believe in global warming or not. Similarly, if I believe I am not diseased and I choose to use more positive language to define my reality, what you believe doesn't really matter. The only question that really matters is what I believe and what I do with that belief. Originally, I was going to run through several labels I personally feel can be considered negative for our alcohol-free journeys. Surprisingly, this blog quickly reached a length not conducive to many readers, so I will continue this on Thursday when I write part two of the label-free sobriety continued blog. Until then, I will say this. I have recovered from my alcohol addiction, and I am disease-free. As labels go in the sobriety community, recovery and disease are probably among the most prominent and the words I think people have the most passion about and rightfully so. What I keep talking about in this series about label-free sobriety is the idea that whatever works for you individually is working and you, you need to keep that and that's okay. And I keep talking about this because I keep hearing um, negative remarks in terms of what people feel about their personal journeys, just like I'm talking about my personal journeys. But the idea is to keep things positive here. If you feel that a certain word defines your reality and has helped you get through what you're getting through, then who cares what anybody else thinks? And just like the way I'm approaching uh, these blogs and this idea of label-free sobriety, I'm looking at words and thinking, man, I just don't like the way they sound. I don't like the way they feel. I don't want to use them. 
And my thoughts here are literally, if I think them, somebody else must think them too. But what happens in these communities is we get used to saying certain things. We get used to hearing certain things. And the more we say those things and the more we hear those things, the more they become the norm. And I think this normalization of this vocabulary is somewhat damaging. And that's why I decided to go this direction with these blogs, because I think we can change some of that. And it simply comes down to looking at these words and deciding for ourselves individually if they work for us or not. If they do, use them. If they don't, let's have a discussion about how else we could approach some of these concepts. And that's what I've been doing here. And I've actually really enjoyed it. It helps me in my own personal thoughts and um, approaches towards, you know, living an alcohol-free life. Um, it, it's, it's actually been uh, quite insightful from my own sense. And I hope it is for you too. I hope that, you know, you'll run across a few ideas or thoughts that may trigger something for you and you have to think about it. And even if you don't like it and you disagree with me and then you, you know, talk about what that means to you and why it's important, what you're doing is reaffirming why it's working. And so it's going to work even better. So it doesn't really matter what side of the, the stance you have here. What matters is your belief. And as long as your belief is yours and you can trust it and believe in that, then it will work. And that's all I'm doing here. And like I said in my blog, some of the purpose behind this is not so much for me, even though I am benefiting. It's more about the people out there who may not have a concrete stance yet. And I see that all the time on social media and in the groups um, and in comments. People don't know where they stand. And if you don't know where you stand, you're susceptible to a lot of different things. So my thought is, if you're one of those people, here's a thought. Take a look at it. Does it work? Does it feel right to you? If it does, take it and run with it. If it doesn't, throw it away, man. That's all I'm asking. And same with you, you know, somebody who is concrete in their stance. You hear something that somebody else says that doesn't sit well with you. Just be okay with it. Let them have it because it's working for them. And this has been working for me and trying to find that positive spin on everything. Trying to look at some of these words that we're using that have a pretty negative connotation and trying to think about, hey, is there another way I can look at this? And it's tough because since I started this whole thing, I've heard the same words that I'm talking about over and over and over. And I have to try to adjust my way of thinking when I talk or when I write because I want to get away from some of these words. And then in this blog, I kind of defined that a little bit further where I said, when we use some of these words in context of the idea of alcoholism, I think that works because we're labeling the idea and we're not labeling people. And so I'm trying to kind of narrow this down a little bit and say, hey, if you're talking about yourself, you can say whatever works for you. But when you're talking about others, let's be careful. Instead of uh, calling someone an alcoholic, which someone did in my one of my comments recently, is they said, you are an alcoholic. And I'm like, okay, you don't even know me. <laughs> um, that's not how I define myself. And so I think we just need to be careful and be empathetic and understanding of people and what they're going through and what they may have in terms of the way they think about their condition, their sobriety. So that's the goal and the motivation behind these blogs. I hope that they um, at least bring up some form of discussion or 
thoughts for you to think about further as you continue down your path. And more importantly, help you to understand that there are so many different ways and so many different people out there that there is not one size fits all and that we need to be open to other people's ideas and beliefs. Hope you guys are doing really well. Hope you had an amazing weekend. Starting off a new week. And I hope you guys are staying strong, staying safe, staying sober.